Buenos días, good morning, and this is Beyond the Walls with Pastor Israel Rodriguez and my co-host, my brother, my friend and partner, Tim Flirty. This is the talk radio show that goes beyond the surface level to explore the deeper truth of faith. Join us as we journey together into the heart of God's love and discover the power of faith to transform our lives. And welcome back to another week of Beyond the Walls. I am your host, Tim Flaherty, and I'm here with my co-host, Pastor Israel Rodriguez. Buenos días, mi hermano, Tim. ¿Cómo estás? I'm doing quite well this week, this yeah, Saturday morning. And today, I'm kind of actually interested. This, I'm, uh, we have someone in our studio I've never met before. And for a first time, and th this is sort of surprising because, you know, in the Caldwell community, it is t kind of small. And so you, you really do get to know everybody one-on-one, -on -one. even though there's 60-some thousand people that live there now, it's still a small town. Are you saying that the mighty metropolis of Caldwell is, is a small town in comparison to Wilder? <laughs> Well, not compared to Wilder, but right. in Wilder, we would definitely know the pastor. <laughs> That's but for sure. <clears throat> today, we ha have a pastor with us, Jason Anderson, who is the pastor of Community Bible Church. They meet at the Caldwell Senior Center. We're going to learn all about his life, his roots, where he came from, what led him to being a preacher, and the work he's doing now helping the seniors in our uh, community. And so, uh, Pastor... Before we get to you, I you know every week we have a question of the week, and this week I really was thinking about as I was coming into the studio about loving your neighbor. You know, I have a neighbor; my he's constantly doing things to get on my last nerve. It seems like no matter what cheek I turn, I'm about ready to give him both cheeks. You know, <laughs> just kidding. I'm not going to do that, Pastor. But to be honest, I I just have to ask. How does the concept of love your neighbor as yourself guide our understanding of morality in these various life situations where maybe it's it's a struggle to let things go? Yes. Yeah, so uh, when we come to this topic, you know, I always think about the Good Samaritan parable, the story in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, verse 25 and on. And it's either, you know, when you have this conversation between the expert in the law and Jesus, it's either you can think about uh, roadside assistance, helping people, or probably criticizing the, criticizing the religious snobbery, you know, back in the times. I don't think Jesus was either encouraging one of these two things, but in this conversation, you know, the, the important question that rises up when the expert in the law comes to Jesus to ask about what shall I do to get saved, you know, to, to inherit eternal life. I think he was uh, fixing his eyes on the fact that uh, there is a certain group of people that is not allowed to be part of this. You know, how do you deal with this, you know? And and, and Jesus shared this story of the Good Samaritan, you know, and, and at the end of the day, uh, the big topic here, you know, love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind, and your neighbor as yourself. So, so my way of thinking with this, you know, loving your neighbor is is who is not who is not included on this big picture of of the plan of salvation and redemption of the Lord Jesus. Because this question, I mean, it has a, a lot of food for thought when the expert in the law came to Jesus. But who is not included? And when you bring into the topic of who who is not included, and you don't find anybody, and this is about salvation, then. 
if he loved them and we say we love Jesus, we love God, then we need to love them as well, you know? Well, maybe I'm a bad neighbor. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a bad Christian. No, maybe you're different. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would say. This guy gets on my last nerve every time. He's always, oh, I did this stuff. I can't tell you what he does. but okay. Well, I, I, I feel, Tim, that everybody has been assigned somebody to test our Christianity. So just look at it that way, you know? We have to be tested. <laughs> well, I think I'm about ready at failure, so... <laughs> Preacher, what do you have to say? This is Pastor Jason Anderson. Uh, what do you, What do you say? Well, I would say that you know, it's just you know, we've got the fruits of the spirit, right, in our relationship with Christ, and it, it's a, it's this amazing opportunity because I mean, the world's going to act like the world, right? And, and you get this amazing opportunity when you have somebody that that I don't know chastises you or just doesn't like you at all, but you respond in a way that you love them right back, regardless of what how they how they treat you. Even though they may not say something, they're expecting a response like the rest of the world. When you give them a different response in love with Christ, I mean, God's God's going to use you to do a work in their life. I'm, I'm confident of that. Well, I will have to say I, I think I have been failing in my Christianity then. We'll be right back. The Estegos.org Community Warehouse is a powerful tool for churches, nonprofits, and schools to get the items they need at a fraction of the cost. Most items are available up to 90% off retail prices. Membership to Estegas.org Community Warehouse is free and takes just a few minutes to sign up online at Estegas.org. To learn more about how your church, nonprofit, or school can start saving money, go to Estegas.org. We're back again, and I am Tim Flaherty. This is Beyond the Walls with Pastor Israel Rodriguez, and we have our guest this week, Pastor Jason Anderson of Community Bible Church here in Caldwell, Idaho. They meet 1030 on Sunday mornings at the Caldwell Senior Center, which is uh, located at 1009 Everett Street in Caldwell. So if you're looking for a church to attend, check it out. It's in the Senior Center. So Pastor Jason... Tell us a little bit about your your childhood. Where did you grow up? We, you know, just so the audience knows, Pastor Jason's going to be with us for three weeks. We're gonna we're gonna be talking about his life and his journey, uh, where he started, where he went to school, how he found the Lord, why he went into ministry, and what he's doing now, and how you can help. So, people are by now used to our our program, but but if you're new to the program, that's going to be the format we're going to take. So. You grew up in Northwest Arkansas and an area uh, of Fayetteville, Arkansas. Oh, I thought you were going to say a little town called Hope. No, <laughs> we're in a little town called Hope. Just me and my wife. There, there is a town called Hope, but it's southern Arkansas. And I grew up on a dairy farm, uh, so you know, enjoyed being out in the fields, hauling hay, you know, the square bales, throwing them up on the truck, all those kind of things. And uh, you know, my dad working twenty, literally twenty four seven. And there's not a day you can you know take a break when you when you're on a dairy farm as a farmer. And does your dad still do that work? He does not. I think his work his his son's graduated, you know, went off to college, and he didn't have as much help. But he, he was getting older, and, and uh, he uh, ended up kind of retiring from that that kind of work. So you grew up in Northwest Arkansas, and you have any brothers and sisters i do i have an older brother that's about a year and a half older than i am and my sister's about two years younger than i am and then i've got a younger brother about four years younger than me 
And your mom, did she work or did she, what did she do? No, she was a stay-at-home mom. We were blessed that we were able to have her at home and, uh, you know, dad was working all the time and yeah, so just really enjoyed being able to have my mom around. That was the greatest job, you know, to be able to be there and put up with everybody, you know, and, and, and have everybody on track and line with the foot served, you know, that's the kind of job that you do a lot and it's, sometimes it's not like, well, she didn't work much, you know, she was a stay-at-home mom and I said, let me tell you something, if we didn't have them we wouldn't be here today you know so yeah that's exactly right <laughs> can be the nucleus of the family and can really be a stabilizing force yeah and growing up my my mom was actually she was a believer my my father was not uh until he got into his 40s and so yeah it's pretty pretty amazing that she she loved the lord her desire was for us to go to church we go when we could you know being on the farm and stuff she wanted our whole family to be there and sometimes my dad could you know get away for a little bit on a Sunday morning. Sometimes he couldn't. How many cows did you have? We only milked about 50, 55 cows. So it was really a small dairy farm. And you think about this area, Idaho, I mean, you have these farms that are hundreds and even thousands, I guess, of cows. But it's a small farm, but it's enough for us to make ends meet, which is great. And how big was your ranch? How, how big was your farm? Uh, we're talking about only, you know, 150 acres, maybe 200. Only, you know. Yeah, Break yeah, me out five acres of that, I'll be happy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. With your experience growing up there, going to you went to church as a young child. What was your favorite part of being a kid in church? You know, it's kind of interesting. Art, you know, I, I just love the people. Just being around other Christians, and I, even as a kid, I sensed this love that came from these people that love the Lord. And it was a small church. It was a small Baptist church, and um, we're talking about maybe maybe 60 people in the church. But, yeah, I just loved being around and singing this music uh, to the Lord. And uh, it, it was just, um, I don't know, it was just a piece I couldn't explain as a kid. And your brothers and sisters, did they enjoy it as much as you did? I think so. And, I, you know, I know God works in our hearts in, in different ways at different times. But, uh, you know, I can't speak for them personally, but I, my, you know, my sister and my brother um, – in fact, both my brothers and my sister love the Lord uh, this day, and I know God's used those things in growing up. Even those few times as a kid, when we went to the church, you know, He was planting seeds in our hearts before we put our trust in Christ. Did you go to public school there, or were you homeschooled, or how did that work for you? Sure, I went to a public school, enjoyed it. Again, I I love people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just something God put in my heart, and and so enjoyed all the sports and activities and. You know, being around friends and all those kind of things. Being on a 150-acre ranch uh, out in the, the sticks there, did you take a bus? I did take a bus, and it took a while to get to school. Yeah. What was the journey like? Uh, it was uh, dirt, all dirt roads out there. <laughs> you were choking uh, to death. I, <laughs> in the Literally, the bus stop was about half a mile from my house. I, I tell this story all the time about my brother and I growing up in North Idaho, and it being so dangerous in our neighborhood, not from gangs, not from other kids, from grizzly bears. <laughs> my, when I, I remember, I remember my mom come home and she had two pistols and she gave one to my brother and one to me. And she took us out back and we, she taught us how to shoot and we had to wear those guns to and from the mailbox every day uh, and put them in the mailbox and lock the mailbox. And then when we get off the bus, we'd go and we put the guns back on because she thought someone was going to eat us. <laughs> 
and the, I would I would tell you, you know, there was a couple times in life where we had, you know, a few mountain cats and things like that that were maybe taking a look at us. And we we just had a great time as kids. And so, did you adventure off and play on the? You know, did you go fishing down the canals and all that kind of stuff? Oh, uh, look, we we <laughs> there's so many stories. We we would uh, you know we'd go into the 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 hay barn where there's just tons of square bales. And uh, we would start moving around and actually making forts to where we could actually go down inside this this make our own room type of thing. It's hot and stuffy, and we didn't care as kids, you know. But it was a blast. We'd go out in the fields when my dad would he would plant this this grass. We called it green graze, and it would be it, it would literally it'd be about six feet six feet tall, up to seven feet. And we would actually make paths in the field, again, make fort areas as kids. And uh, uh, there's, yeah, tons of stories like that. It was, it was awesome. Just such a blessing. You don't realize when you're, as a kid, that everybody got, doesn't get those kind of experiences of adventure and the other type of things on the farm. And with you living in Caldwell now, you have kids of your own. Did you try to give that sort of life to them? You know, what's great is that we were, I actually, in when I was a youth pastor down in southern Louisiana, I actually was able to go back uh, to my parents' house and live there for about two years. So my kids actually got to be on the farm for about two years. They loved it, absolutely. Let me ask you about this situation with your with your childhood, going to elementary school. When did you get your first car? I received my first car when I was about 17 years old. Yeah, okay. and uh, the way that worked is my dad was one that said, hey, you're going to have to buy your own car. Mm-hmm. And so he actually went and purchased the car and then had me get a loan for the car, and then I was able to get my first job in town, right, in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and so um, working at a grocery store and uh, just you know learning to keep track of that debt that I owed and just continue to pay it off. We're going to hear all about the pastor's journey in this next segment. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Pastor Marvin Flaherty. And are you looking for a place to connect with others in the Caldwell area? If so, come and join us at Deer Flat Church in Caldwell, Idaho. We're a welcoming and friendly community of believers who come together to grow in our faith and support one another. Our services are filled with uplifting music, inspiring messages, and a warm and welcoming atmosphere. We believe that everyone is welcome, no matter where you are on your faith journey. Join us this Sunday and experience the joy and fellowship of our community. Visit DeerFlat.org to learn more about our services and events. We look forward to seeing you there. Are you a local pastor who needs supplies for your church or nonprofit? The Estegos Community Warehouse is the place for you. You can find a plethora of items such as teaching supplies, toys, bedding, and even garden supplies and decor, all at discount prices, some even 90% off retail. You can join Estegos Community Warehouse by going to Estegos.org and filling out an application. Membership is free and only takes a few minutes to sign up. That's Estegos, A-S-T-E-G-O-S dot org. And we're back again with Beyond the Walls. Pastor Israel Rodriguez here is with me. I, if you if you haven't noticed, I've stopped trying to say the R's. Yes, I mean, yeah, today's not the day for that, you know. I, I gave up. Rolling the R's. I want to say a quick thank you to the Estegos.org Community Warehouse, you know, our sponsor, makes this show possible. If you are a pastor out there and you are trying to get supplies for your ministry, please do go to estegos.org, A-S-T-E-G-O-S dot O-R-G. Sign up for our membership. It's free. You can come down. We have 14,000 square feet full of supplies, full of things that you can use for your ministry. 
everything is between 50 and 90% off retail, which means, you know, a $10 item is somewhere between a buck and five bucks. You can't go wrong. Come check us out. All right. We'd love to meet you. So Pastor Jason, when we left off in our last segment, you were talking about your first experience as a teenager. And so we're going to talk about your high school years a little bit here. And so I know you got your car when you were 17. So maybe let's let's talk about that a little bit. And then we'll go back to the beginning of high school and talk about sports and those sort of things. Uh, I, I love that, especially when you're talking about the car part. Yes, every time I'm going to buy an auto part here, you know, you have to give the model, the engine, the size, what is the sport. So I, I want you to give us some ideas about what kind of car you had, you know. Well, and I will just another little plug. The Estegos.org Community Warehouse just unloaded last night a semi-truck load of auto parts, cleaning supplies, oil, you name it. I mean, it's in, I was just opening a few of the boxes just to take a little peek. And I said, oh, my gosh. So... So after the program today, we were heading there? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, Pastor Jason, just just tell us about those those early years, you know, as, as a guy getting ready to go to high school and, and all of these uh, details, you know. Sure. You'd mentioned the, the first car that I had been able to purchase, and mm-hmm. it was an 89 Honda Accord four-door that's a that's a different you know, kind of car for a, for a, for a little farm kid. Yeah. What, what made you get a Honda? Hey, gas mileage. Oh my god! <laughs> Look, I could fill the tank up for ten dollars. Now you're dating yourself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I just did. <laughs> but uh, just a gray uh, or silver Honda Accord. Loved it. It was a standard, so uh, or stick shift, however you want to call it. And uh, had a blast just uh, driving that car. Felt really blessed to have that. So tell us, how'd you, where'd you buy it from? Oh, we, we purchased that from a dealer up in Springdale, Arkansas. and You yeah. went dealer for your first car, really? Well, team, I don't think we had Craigslist back in the days on the internet, you know, functioning right. the way it is, and Kelly Blue Blue <laughs> and all of that, you know, so you had to go to a dealership, <laughs> <That's> right? right. <laughs> well, there's no internet. I wasn't going to go up on the internet that didn't exist at that time, and, you know, so I had to go down, you know, a town over, uh, you know, a few miles away, and... And check out this car and, and see what see what options they had because again I couldn't look at it, you know, on Facebook or somewhere. What was that first car cost you? Oh, uh, it's probably I, I believe it was uh, fifteen hundred dollars. Oh my gosh, that's like that's a lot of money to a to a young man. And they did they sell it to you? They you said you your father bought it and then sold it to you on a on a loan or something or how, how to tell me how that all. So worked. I was able to get a, a bank loan and. Uh, you know, I think it was like a hundred dollars a month or something mm-hmm. like that. Just back in the days when you used to walk into your bank and say, "I need a loan." You know, I'm a student. And say, Here, you got it. You know, that's right. Well, I mean, I, we could still get a loan against the car because he purchased the car, and then we got that. We were able to get that loan. So, and that was an opportunity for him to teach you a little financial responsibility. And did he have that discussion with you beforehand and say, "Look, you know, Dad's not going to give you. You got to make your own way in the world." Things are going to be tough, but this is a you're 17. This is a way to for you to start and learn. Or how, t- tell us a little bit about that. You know whole. what? My dad wasn't really a big a big talker. You know he oh I, I, he's a farm guy, and it's and I think at that point I was like, yeah, if I need something, I'm out to work for it. You know, being on the farm, that's just what you expect. It's not even a second thought of hey, dad, I need this or you need to get this for me. Mm-hmm. It's more of hey, if I want anything in this world, I, I need to work for it. And uh, later on, I realized I need to ask the Lord for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do remember my first car, and I remember being in high school. I, I had such a great time in high school. It was, you know, you, you're around your friends. And growing up in the country like you did, a 150-acre 
dairy farm, even though you get 50 cows, but still big piece of land there. How, how close was your nearest neighbor and did they have kids and all of that? Or where, where'd your, where'd your, where'd you meet your friends? Was it in church? Tell us about that. Sure. I mean, friends that I had were friends usually from school. I mean, we had some friends that were on the edge of our property, which is basically where our house was on the edge of the property and, uh, you know, across the road. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny. You think here, here neighbors are like, you know, three feet away from you and, you know, there on the farm, it's you're looking over about a few hundred yards. Oh, that's my next door neighbor, right? I think so, your closest neighbor is your echo. You know, when you talk to the first one responding, <laughs> you know. And really. You know, when I was growing up, my closest neighbor was like a mile and a half away, with children. I mean, there were closer neighbors, I think, but we, you know, we would have to get on our bicycles and ride and and then if you if you didn't like that kid you were stuck with them as your friend because they were the only child exactly <laughs> within within your distance of bike riding but that was the way it was growing up in the 80s you know you you went to high school what was the name of your high school is west fork high school west fork so west fork the west fork tigers was the, the mascot but i mean west fork that sounds like an arkansas name right west fork it's like that's yep. it what okay <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about your your journey there. Did you play sports, or was there another activity that you liked to do? I did. My, you know, my dream was actually to play college basketball, and so I was very serious about practicing and, and playing basketball, and you know, playing in high school and, and middle. Of course, even up through element from elementary up into high school, that was that was a big dream of mine. And of course, we were only about fifteen minutes away from the University of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Did you have a hoop on the farm? Oh, definitely. My my dad, the funny thing is when we were building our house, one of the first things he built was a basketball court behind the house with a with a goal. Mm. So we and that's something we would do, you know, as a father son thing or as a as a, you know, kids and then our dad, we'd go back and and play basketball and you know, in his free time, little free time that he did have. Did that court attract kids from the neighborhood over? It did, and and I would say probably later on, you know, when I started getting older, uh, it attracted more kids because, you know, just like anywhere, as, as time goes on, more neighborhoods develop and all that kind of stuff. And so we started seeing a few more neighbors come around the area. I think that's, you know, when I was a kid, that was sort of how it was. You know, my my mom wanted us to be like the funnest house, the the the, the house that was open. She she would rather prefer us to be at our, our house and having fun and doing things so you know we had all you know all the toy three-wheelers and basketball hoops and soccer balls and guns and you name it we had it and forts and we had a river she would always try to find ways for us to to uh have invite the kids over and and be the place the center you know kind of like the the community center where you meet for with your seniors well with that uh, we'll be right back with Pastor Jason from Community Bible Church here in Caldwell, Idaho. The Estegos.org Community Warehouse is a powerful tool for churches, nonprofits, and schools to get the items they need at a fraction of the cost. Most items are available up to 90% off retail prices. Membership to the Estegos.org Community Warehouse is free and takes just a few minutes to sign up online at Estegos.org. To learn more about how your church, nonprofit, or school can start saving money, go to Estegos.org. That's A-S-T-E-G-O-S dot O-R-G. Hey, this is Pastor Dave McGuire from Deer Flat Church. If you're looking for a welcoming community where you can explore your faith or you want to deepen your relationship with God, come check us out in Caldwell, Idaho. Our Sunday worship services are at 9 a.m. and 1045, and you're going to love this setting. 
we sit out in the middle of farm ground. Our members at the church offer such guidance and friendship and support as you journey on your spiritual path. Find us online at dearflat.org or stop by for a visit today. Hey, this is the church, the perfect church for imperfect people. And we're back again with Beyond the Walls with Pastor Israel Rodriguez and Pastor Jason Anderson from Community Bible Church here in Caldwell, Idaho. They meet 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings at the Caldwell Senior Center. And we're going to talk a little bit more with Pastor Jason about his experience in college and young adult life in our, in our episode next week. We're going we're gonna to learn all about how he ended up as a preacher and, and why he moved to Caldwell, what that what that reasoning was and i'm excited to hear a little bit more about your work with the seniors and why you're why you're doing what you're doing because i think that we can really learn from that you know seniors they have a place in our community and as elders as you know i guess a learning resource really like the internet before it was the internet was the wisdom of the elderly so pastor israel you got about one minute left do you want to say something a little prayer for us yeah, let's let's come to the Lord in prayer and uh, and ask of His divine direction for today. Lord, our God, we we come before you in the mighty and wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ to thank you that while we're still living on earth, you give us hope, you give us joy in your precious name. May this new creation be born in us through your Spirit to make us of one mind with our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray for every person that is listening to this show today. Be with them for the rest of the day. Let your spirit uh, walk before us. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we pray. Amen. 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 Pastor, do you want to say a little prayer for the people out there? <clears throat> yeah, I'd love to. Father, we thank you so much for your your grace and your faithfulness, Lord, and just how you work in our lives and, and, and how you put people in our lives at the right moment to speak into our hearts. And uh, so I just thank you for those listening, and I pray that they'd be encouraged, and that uh, and we'd all be really uh, trusting you and be surrendered to you. Thank you that you're our rock, and um, we love you, and we just ask you to give us guidance throughout this uh, week, and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And we'll see you next week. Jesus.